welcome to the Unity of Souls radio podcast. I am one of your hosts, Adam West, the Wizard of Rock. And with me is Mr. Morton Keat, the Unforgivable. Um, as you will probably have noticed, uh, my former co-host Dylan Matthews is no longer with me at the moment, but it doesn't mean he's gone forever. He's off on his little adventures doing other things uh, to try and secure a, a future for himself. Um, so we have none other than Mr. Morton Keat, our producer and main man at the helm. Uh, how are you doing, sir? I'm well. How are you? I'm very well. Excited <laughs> for today's show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you so excited for today's uh, show? Am I excited? I don't know. Excitement is not something that I'm very... I don't really know what that's like. Anyway, um, we have been off camera, been talking about propaganda, mostly because you have some very strong issues and opinions about our societal structure and how it functions. And a large portion of the um, complaints, to put it one way, um, pertain to the way that government and institutions and corporations abuse and manipulate propaganda. Indeed, to, indeed. Yeah, so maybe we should begin with what is propaganda? Well, first of all, we need to do the disclaimer, okay? Oh, right. Yes. Go, okay, yes, go do this. Sorry. We are not experts and we don't claim to be experts on this particular subject matter or any future subject matters. So we just like to put out there for you all uh, because we have to, I suppose. We're just two guys having a debate or a chat about said subject, which is propaganda. That's the disclaimer out of the way. Let's get on with the show. Propaganda, what is it? Lead what the way, propaganda? sir. What is propaganda? You tell me. Um, well, now, this is kind of a, a new thing for me, really. I'm like probably the most, um, the majority of the population. I've always regarded um, propaganda as something negative um, and also as sort of like very negative connotations as well as being a little bit evil as well. Um, I've learned in the last few days that it is uh, anything but that. And... Um, initially, I thought the propaganda was used as a tool to um, deliberately persuade people into positions um, and ideas, which it kind of is really. Um, but it can also be used in a positive way. And on this particular show, we're all about creating positivity and spiritual well-being. So, yeah, um, it's a bit like the word conspiracy theory. I think you have... <clears throat> when people say it, they instantly think, oh, you're a crazy tinfoil hat wearing dude the likes UFOs and aliens. And it's like, well, I don't know if you actually look up the, uh, the terminology for uh, conspiracy theorists it is anything but really. Um, but the, um, it's hard to get the original meaning for that, actually. Um, they, I think they're changing the algorithms and the online dictionaries. So it's very difficult. We don't have it on screen at the moment, um, but... Never mind. That's not the topic of uh, conversation for well, today. Um, according to the Britannica, the old encyclopedia, I think we used to have them printed on leather-bound books. Yeah. The Britannica Encyclopedia. Propaganda is dissemination of information, facts, arguments, rumors, half-truths or lies to influence public opinion. Yes, and it goes as far. Sounds negative. Well, it does sound negative, doesn't it? If 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 it's in the wrong hands, I think as well. Um, and I think that's really 
how most of us envision uh, the word propaganda. It has negative connotations, much the same way conspiracy theorist or conspiracy theory does. So it doesn't have to be that way, though, does it? No, it doesn't have to be that way. <clears throat> I mean, there were examples of um, artists that use propaganda techniques to make art to sort of try to help educate and make the public aware of um, the effect the propaganda have on them. So I, I think it was an example. I can't remember what his name was. Edward um, Bernays. <clears throat> no, no, no. And German artist from the Nazi regime. Joseph Goebbels. Joseph Goebbels was the Nazi, not the artist. Well, they all thought they were artists, didn't they, in some way or form? Well, maybe. I think that's a different debate, though. <laughs> whether, um, yeah, I'm not sure that I wanted to have a discussion about whether Hitler was an artist or not. You know, that's not really where I want to go with this. I know that I do know of a person who wrote a story, it's fictional, where right. they use the character of Hitler fictionally to tell the story of what if. Hitler had quit the Reich and decided to go travel to Brazil, go be an artist and paint murals instead of doing the whole thing with the World War. If he just packed up and left and got him in a painting <laughs> hey. instead. Yeah. But it's that's phony. fiction. You know, that's that's fiction. Mm. But that book is out there somewhere on Amazon. You can buy it. But that's not really the kind of propaganda we're on about. We're talking about um, the use of propaganda through advertising or through other media, through social media, um, which is, as we've dis discovered, as we've become engrossed in our social media life, that there is a huge amount of misinformation and focused information that is they just shear off the things that are irrelevant to the story that they want to promote and mm. the yeah and i think if it's in the hands of um people with a lot of money or at least elitists anyway um they tend to use it for negative gain don't they which uh which is generally how it ends up going um and you see it you see it everywhere don't you it's so easy to um use it as a tool and a, and a weapon against uh people it's uh the propaganda and how they were using some examples for it in any case maybe we should remind them to please subscribe and follow us on smashy swan go to smashyswan.com or go to our patreon our youtube Spotify, Apple, Google, TikTok, Facebook, we're there all over social media. We want you to follow, subscribe, and if you can, please donate to help us keep making these shows. Thank you. Right. Yep. Every now and again, we're going to interject with something like that. So yep. propaganda, can, can we use it for good? Well, we can. I'll give you an example. <laughs> Brilliant. So, <laughs> so, 
Yeah, so that's why, the why is that an example of propaganda that's beneficial, right? Because the whole yeah. point of why we put on the shows is to give new bands and unknown bands an opportunity to perform live. We're not out to make a profit or to fleece the bands and the public. We're out there to give new performers an opportunity and give the viewers an opportunity to find new performers that they've that fallen in love with. And obviously our my goal is to pay the bands, not for everyone to be performing on minimal, you know, they all most of these bands all have jobs. But it's kind of nice when you go home with a bit of a paycheck for doing the thing that you love to do. Everybody wants that. So we're trying to make that happen. Right. That's, that's why we set it up in 2019, I suppose, really, when, yeah. when we first met uh, with the idea. But there's just an example get, of propaganda. Yeah. That's, yep. It is exactly. propaganda. Yeah. We're advertising what we do, but we're not trying to skew the message. Right. No. Which is generally what happens with propaganda, isn't it? it? It's very common. Yeah, I suppose maybe there's a bit of a spiritual uh, element to it as well. I've always found that quite interesting. Um, we talk about that a lot on the show as well. Um, I think if you have, and we all know there's good and evil in the world, um, and I think it kind of operates and works on positive and negative frequencies. So if any of you have watched any of the previous shows, then we have certain frequencies that me and Dylan have talked about in the past, um, specifically in music. Most music is generated in 440 hertz, the sort of dissonant and negative side of the emotional um, musical frequency, and 432 being quite the positive. So I think, um, you know, trying to get a negative attitude. I mean, if we look at the media, there, there was an interesting video that somebody um, posted up of the media saying certain things, and each media outlet was all saying it, and they mashed it together and they were all saying the same thing i was just like wow that's that's in, that's incredible like you know absolutely insane but i think if there's a plan and an agenda to keep people in a negative state then they're doing a really good job with their propaganda tool and how they push certain information um and advertising onto people because it's so easy to indoctrinate people if you've got the media behind you and it's kind of what they they use back uh during the nazi um rain was they use the media to turn people against each other um and sadly and unfortunately it worked very well um and they're doing it today but they just find different ways to do it um just to push a certain agenda and if the agenda is negative i think most people would agree when they that's that's not really a good thing um so using propaganda the purpose of us talking about it a bit today as well is so there's a bit more of an understanding behind propaganda and can it be used can we flip it and turn it so we can use it for good yes we can um, and that's primarily what we're going to try and talk about as well to try and find out ways that we can use it and as you've just seen from the video uh it's in a positive way like morton said we're trying to use it so we can actually get bands a crowd with the live streams that we do um, and then obviously we offer them some sort of payment. Two of the main things uh, that most bands and artists struggle with is a crowd and obviously it's a little bit of money in their pocket to help them along their way with regards to the cost of 
petrol going up it's very expensive these days so and we just done a show in june as well uh which turned out to be very uh very successful actually uh we were able to pay the bands uh, as well as the big headlining band um and yeah the bands went away with a bit of cash in their pocket um and we whatever we made pump back into what we're doing and the shows and hopefully we'll get there soon sooner yeah, rather well, than later we are getting there and while you were plugging away what we have been recently um i found the artist ah the german artist okay he was he had a german name and because of his dislike of the um nazi regime at the time i've heard that he changed his name to an english name and he's known now as john hartfield Oh, John Hartfield. Okay. Yes. I think a few of them were doing that, weren't they? They they won a lot of them. They were really happy with the way it was going. I'm, I'm not sure that as many, <clears throat> not many people, put their neck out on the line the way that John did. That he was an artist who very, very deliberately utilized propaganda technique, to sort of try to help the public at that time before the Nazis got total control of the country so, but in any case um john very very deliberately manipulated images to show um the sort of the deception behind the information they were being given in a visual way and he had no qualms about the fact that he was deliberately manipulating images <clears throat> He was disfiguring the public images put out by the political party to highlight and exaggerate the intentions behind their so-called propagandist motives. Yeah, so he was kind of like a, um, would it be right to say, a, sh a sheep in wolf's clothing? So he was kind of trying to do good. A little good with a system he knew wasn't really very beneficial to uh, people yeah yeah i mean um, the man you know and the his apartment got raided by the ss and then he had to sort of jump out the window and hide in a in the garbage bins and then he got find his way eventually to you know france and got out and, and i'm not sure if he ended up in england or not but he ended up outside of the system this is the link at the bottom here, johnhartfield.com. Uh, but basically, um, I'll quickly read it for you. Okay, John Hartfield's famous anti-fascist, anti-war, anti-Nazi art appeared on the covers of the popular AIZ Illustrated magazine. The Im these images were blow-by-blow blow visual warnings of the rise of fascism and the Third Reich. They were warnings powerful enough to earn John Hartfield the number five slot on the Gestapo's most wanted list. That's pretty serious. Uh, they are warnings that remain totally relevant today. The page contains only a sample of the famous political art. John Hartfield risked his life to produce uh, in the coming months with the cooperation of several institutions and the help of the expedition supporters. This museum plans to display all of Hartfield's brilliant AIZ magazine covers. I won't show it uh, due to the... I did show it if you look at your screen. Okay. Um, right. Okay. No problem. Well, the only reason I said an about not showing it was because of the um content um you might that's get the point of the debate we want people to see oh it's for the patreon is. isn't it yeah okay 
just to remind everyone, we do publish our podcasts a week early for our patrons. And for those who were kind of curious what we were talking about earlier, um, when we're talking about the definitions, Edward Bernard and Britannica has definitions and all kinds of things. I think the, the main point I was trying to get across was that visually it's important for people to understand that these sort of counter Nazi images, what they look like, you know, they're very um, exaggerated. You know, if people looked at those images, they are exaggerated. And one of the things to watch out for when we're looking at propaganda is things that are <clears throat> exaggerated might be propaganda, but not all things that are exaggerated in that way are propaganda. There's plenty of propaganda that we've had to deal with over COVID-19, for example. Yeah, exactly. And not all of it was fear-mongering. A lot of it was just bad information. It was publishing information that was convenient at the time, but for which there was not enough evidence yet. You know, information that is unsubstantiated and unverified is just as much propaganda as information that is skewed or distorted or, you know, misleading. Absolutely. Can't disagree with that one. Um, uh, we, we're not going to talk about COVID-19, but um, <laughs> the fact that we've mentioned it now will probably show up as a as a blue strip on the Spotify account. It's it part gets of flagged. our life. It's part of our life. It is part it's of happened. our lives. It's yeah. happened. Yeah. You know, yeah, because officially happens. it's officially it's over according to the who oh yes uh, it's over while right. um they made that claim on a ticker banner actually during the king's uh, coronation i think it was yes. uh he went across the screen and said oh by the way covid19 is over or worse to that yes. effect yes, uh, but yes good. that that that's a really good mm -hmm. example in how propaganda was used and i think the people behind the machine <clears throat> um as a whole know it as well and they use it to keep i think that personally on a spiritual level i think they they use it to keep people in a perpetual negative frequency state um because when it kicked off covid19 i looked at it and thought nah there's something dodgy about that and i just turned oh i haven't watched tv for a long long time probably about 10 years probably so I was like, right, I'm not getting sucked into this because if I mentally get sucked into this, <clears throat> it's going to be, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> it's going to be, um, it's not going to go so well because these thoughts and these the, the words that are projected on the screen um, and the imagery, as we've just been discussing with the example, really plays on people's minds. And I think this is why we had the big mental health uh increase and a lot of people really didn't understand it either they were just like what is it <clears throat> excuse me form of anxiety um that i think is brought on by a constant um influx of imagery and words that and i was like yep yeah, see where that's going not interested whatsoever because can be in a bad place and there we're trying to deal with that oh now oh. you're coffee you must have been vodka must have been drinking vodka, on yeah. the job, mate. Yes, propaganda has, for me, over the last couple of days, I found I actually latched onto it. So when obviously um, 
you passed on the subject matter. I was like, okay, bit of a gray area for me, but let's yes. let's give this a go. Let's give this a go. Um, spent a couple of days doing a little bit of research on it, and I thought, okay, this could be used for the, the better good. Um, and you've already yes. seen one example. Um, you, I'll just give I, you an example. When I was talking about you drinking vodka on the job, that is how propaganda functions. If you look at the tweets, Twitters and the Instagrams and the Facebooks and the TikToks, particularly that are politically active, yeah. Yeah. you will see this sort of set, subliminal, subtle suggestion that, hey, this person we're talking about, they're really kind of, you know, you know, they're kind of inappropriate the way that suggesting that you drink vodka on the job is completely untrue. That's it's right. Totally and what you were untrue. saying is completely inappropriate because I don't drink vodka and there's no disclaimer. We're not but endorsing vodka. But that's exactly vodka. how propaganda works. That's okay. exactly how it's utilized. You'll get one political party making mm. statements about some other politician that's not in their political party. And from the very get-go, you've got to wonder, so what's your agenda? Why would you bother commenting upon somebody else's behavior, character, ideals, personal hygiene, their sexual behavior? How does any politician's sexual behavior outside of work relate to their capacity to make informed competent and reasonable decisions to the benefit of the public it's irrelevant and that's that, that's that's a good point because a lot of us really don't sit and think about this stuff when we're watching <clears throat> the tv or listening to the news um me included i think we just go yeah look at him and boris johnson and his silly hair and you're like what has that got to do with him supposedly? what does it have to do with it running the country it doesn't nothing. matter if boris johnson wears pink underwear it's completely irrelevant it's propaganda it doesn't matter who he was drinking beer with at the pub last night because he wasn't at work now i'm not making any suggestion that boris johnson is good or bad <laughs> at his job the point is that you'll be fed all sorts of so-called information about people's behavior, their character, their personal mm. beliefs. And then I listen to that and I kind of go, so what? Who cares if he had, you know, whatever he had, you know, he oh, got sexual relations with a toilet brush. I mean, who cares, right? Yeah, exactly. Who cares? <laughs> it's not, it's none of it. It's none of our business, and it's got <laughs> nothing to do with someone's capacity to do a job. But but people love that sort of thing, don't they? Now, is that because the propaganda... It's because they're humans. Oh, I see. We're going to get on that one now, are we? All right, so is it... No, be we'll oh, talk it about that some other time. Okay, okay, okay. Is it... Ooh. So is it because of the propaganda machine operating in a negative way that's basically spent the better part of what? eight decades thereabouts of actually spent that amount of time trying convincing people of certain things or 
pulling them on a certain track that's yes that's the way you should think that's the way you should behave that isn't such a positive thing to be honest and i think we've had so many decades now of it that people get really used to it and complacent in it and they kind of expect it as something that's well yeah that's just the way it is it's like not necessarily you know and again propaganda propaganda tool propaganda machine driving full steam ahead creating those negative thought patterns that are projected onto the tv screen and then obviously we get a hold of it and think yeah that's it like you said i mean with regards to politicians we don't really think about the job that they're supposed to be doing or um are doing instead we focus on all the other idiosyncrasies and pointless information that we shouldn't really pay much attention to and most people i think now especially have tuned in to the idea of yeah this is this is all just an agenda to for whatever you know their main agenda is to keep people off the beaten path knowing the truth and knowing the real reasons behind certain things um i suppose one one example is like 9 11 won't go into too much detail about it but you know there was a huge uh propaganda machine uh behind all that you know weapons of mass destruction turns out there never was you're like right okay and look look at the look at the negative um results that that produced i mean that that that's, that was really bad um and i think you know they just us into a 20 year old 20 year long war that um quite honestly was quite shameful <laughs> given the way it ended <laughs> you know um well all the countries in the worst most of uh, who've served were kind of like wow they mm. they ran away basically yeah. yeah they did yeah um it was embarrassing well it's, it still is an embarrassment isn't it and then you know You've got the, you know, Mr. Uh, Joe Biden in power now, and that's so em so embarrassing and so cringy to watch. Um, and again, I think I think there is an agenda at play to to put people in a certain place, um, and this they're doing a really good job. And if you go back to the origins of the propaganda, um, we go back as far as Edward Bernays, as we've. Um, uh, we briefly mentioned, um, and obviously uh, Joseph Goebbels during the war. I think if you've got an elitist power or group and you control a lot of aspects of human society, then you're really going to be ahead of the game. So if we were trying to use propaganda in a negative way, it, it would be a lot harder to get the results that some of the... Um, these corporations around use it for i think if we try and flip it on its head and use it for good then could we actually turn the word propaganda into a positive thing i think it would take an awful long time um but but why not right i think um in terms of what we're trying to do anyway um it's all about the i you know i mean i suppose it depends your stance on the world and um with people and how you see it i mean i don't think mo most people they're not really interested in being negative and sad all the time they want to be in a good place because it makes you feel good so why would you turn something 
negative um, and then push it onto the population. If somebody was to turn around and say, oh, well, this is all a conspiracy, you know, with this agenda, I'm like, well, you can say that, but if you really look at it, hardcore and break it down, it's not a conspiracy at all. There, There is an agenda. Everyone has an agenda. Um, and there's definitely an agenda to turn the mass population into a walking negative zombie well, I've apocalypse. Got an agenda, and I've got my agenda is to keep making these shows so that I'd like us to get some support on our buy me a coffee, you know, just send us a pound or something. Just keep us going. Help us put on the next show and put on the next live event as well. If you know. Oh, that's right. Using propaganda in a positive way i don't know if how plugged in you are to political campaigns because political campaigns are one of apart from corporate advertising are one of the major ways that we confront propaganda on a regular basis well let's let's pretend i don't know anything about it at all and neither does a large proportion of the population which i'm sure they do well, the majority Educate me. of the population votes. Well, Frankly, I don't because I don't believe in the system. But that's well, my own opinion. Go. And you're entitled to that. I don't trust the system to count my vote. And I've lived in so many countries that, quite honestly, it, well, nobody really cares what I think anyway. Um, it's true about my opinion on the show. But hey, <laughs> I'm here talking, aren't I? <laughs> yeah it took long enough to get you on the show actually so uh uh we should get probably like um a little soundbite there with clapping hands like you know just to sort of say yeah finally got him on the show <laughs> there's yeah. probably one there, but. <laughs> but, but political campaigns yeah if you look at the sort of flyers you get say from a local um party member because they want to be on the council or they want to, you know, they're actually, those flyers often have actual promises. They're like, I'm going to deliver this and this and this and that. Yeah. The wonderful okay. manifesto. When we, get, when we get to the national level, yeah, there are, there's some of that, but the majority of what we see on the media is not what they're going to do. It's who they're sleeping with and what they're personal characters like do they have good credit history well quite honestly just because somebody's been bankrupt it doesn't mean and i'm going to offend probably my own father because he was a financial man and he was very into perfect credit history but somebody who's been bankrupted might have been doing something dodgy but they might have actually been trying to run a business and it just didn't work out they might have been trying to do something legitimate, but we just assume that somebody who's bankrupted is untrustworthy and somebody who isn't bankrupted is trustworthy. And, you know, politicians have a lot of money for a reason. And a lot of the time, well, I don't know, some of the time, it's not necessarily legally acquired. And it's difficult to prove, and yet, it's something that they all say, oh, no, no, I don't do that. I'm honest. But that's, you know. That's just the we, way it goes. Eventually you find out. We eventually find out how honest or dishonest they were.
I don't trust the political system. I don't believe that the so-called democratic system functions as they advertise it. No, and it I've doesn't. Evidence that it doesn't. So it leaves me with even less compulsion to participate in the voting process. But since I'm naturally always analyzing everything around me and everyone around me, um, I, I'm a, I have noticed <laughs> the patterns that made that support my 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 views. If I'd seen as I grew up, you know, I'm 50 now. So <laughs> if I'd seen evidence that the things that people vote for really made changes in the direction that people clearly vocalize they want things to change, then I would feel that there is a good reason for me to participate. I'm the I same as well. See, I no. don't see that. No, I don't either. I myself. You vote? No, 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 I don't vote. No, not at all. No, you don't. I, okay, I, haven't, right. I haven't voted for a long time. Um, I don't. I don't make a habit of um, saying it out loud a lot of the time because most people don't care anymore. I, I think, like yourself, a um, bit of a people watcher as well. So I tend to find that it's the same thing, things being regurgitated all the time, same message from the politicians. Um, and the people wanting the same thing, but they don't actually get up off their backsides and do anything about it. They just go, yeah, well, I vote for that person and they can sort out all the problems. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. It doesn't kind of work that way anymore, does it? And it never really has, I don't think. It's, it's always been, you know, there's a system in place that's supposed to work, but it doesn't work. Um, and people, I think, I think people are pre too preoccupied anyway to actually even sit down and care anymore and plus if you look at them the the government's manifestos i mean it's like it's like this thick i mean who's got time to read that? nobody's got time to read through their policy and their job let alone the manifesto of a government they're going to vote in so i think <laughs> i think i think a lot of people uh really i think we the whole system needs an overhaul um and i think there's a large proportion of people who think the same way um wow. The French did it a few centuries ago. <laughs> the French are always busy doing something, act, active, um, protesting, and it's got a little bit escalated at the moment. But um, yeah, but people get out there and they tell the government what they want. Yeah, they're not I've afraid. They're not afraid to get out there and get put the neck out. You know. That's true, but look how long it's taken for just a country like France to actually do that. A long, long time, decades and decades, um, probably, well, I'd say a century, if anything. Um, trying to get a country that isn't like that at all motivated it takes a long, long time. And if you've got like small group of people trying to do it. You know, even in countries where there is no history, freedom, to express, you know, uh, we know from evidence historically that Russia has with the czars a long history of keeping the population down by alcoholism. It's a institutional policy and we know about it and it's been documented in lots of research that vodka was made by the state <clears throat> cheap to keep people drunk so that they wouldn't complain. And to be quite honest, 
it looks a lot like there's a similar policy going on in other countries which have not officially said that they're doing it but there seems to be a, an awful lot of drug abuse including alcoholism and where you kind of look go i look at it and i wonder but what's so appealing about being drunk or being high that gets everybody doing it because it's, it, it's not a minority you know <laughs> no but no that's true um I think what if you create a situation that's harsh enough and then offer a solution, then people are easy to take it. It's the same with smoking, vaping, any kind of recreational drugs. It's like life is difficult. Life is hard. Instead of inwardly looking into yourself, you know, from a spiritual standpoint and going, this is what I'd like to do. Take this drug, take this pill. It'll make you forget all the worries and we'll take care of everything for you. And that's exactly what goes on, you know. Well, this sounds a lot like the, it sounds like a conspiracy of the psychiatry industry, actually. And really, it's the psychiatrists are ruling government and telling the politicians what to do because they want to sell more drugs. Is that what is going on then? What kind yeah, of, what kind of conspiracy are you proposing here? I'm not proposing <laughs> anything. Disclaimer, not proposing anything. But it's, <laughs> okay. it's there. It's, 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 you can see it all around you, can you? And I think... You ask anybody, uh, if you just actually sit people down and say, look, um, pose the question. I think if you give them time to compose about it and think about it, they would say the same thing. But most people, if you just ask them off the cuff, they're just like, no. Nah. But sit them down and go, just just think about it. Just think rationally about it for a minute. Do you, you know, put it in that contents. Do you think X, Y, and Z? Um, I think... Uh, a large proportion of people will just go, oh, yeah, you got a point there. It's like, yeah. See? You know, and I suppose, it, you know, that's when, you know, talking about um, the subject matter that we're talking about, propaganda, I think if you, that plays a, a, a huge part in it too, but I think it also... Um, amplifies it a lot more because again it's like a tool isn't it so they're like well i can i can we i can we tell people that you know we're gonna help fix things and sort it out and i think a lot of people also would just would you know because at the end of the day governments are supposed to work we're supposed to put them there to do the job that we can well, but i think i think is that why we put governments there that's why we put people in government sorry um to Does do the job to do the job that we can't well, I think most people would agree on that, but... Okay, well, I, I thought that the idea was that people got put into positions in government. Either they're a civil servant and then they work for the government to do the jobs they're given, and the people mm -hmm. who are elected to positions by the people are there to enact the, the people and carry out the will of the people whatever that happens to be. Yes, it is. But I'm, t I'm talking about... In theory. The ah, in theory, yeah. Well, it's all there, but, but none of them none, none of them actually bother to do... They, this, once they find... It's, this, is, this is what I find fascinating about the human race. Once they find something, like a little loophole somewhere that gives them an easy access to something, they're like, right, that's it. And then off they go looking for those 
other little easy access loopholes because nobody wants to try or work out for anything. I can make lots of money really, really quick. Oh, I know. I'll take all my clothes off and be an influencer on TikTok. <laughs> I don't think I comments. want to see you with all your clothes off. Thank you. Not me. There he oh, goes again you. with his oh. with his weirdness. Okay. No, right. not me, okay. not me. Oh, fine. Even, okay. even though the uh, the bathtub idea sounded like a great idea at the time, doing podcasts from a hot spa in the garden. Well, you could do, yeah, I suppose, if you get the cameras and the <laughs> microphones and work out the noise cancellation <laughs> and all the lovely stuff you gotta have to overcome. All that high tech problem. stuff. Oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> yeah, perhaps not then. But it's it's how it works, isn't it? Today, so, so I think the 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 um the propaganda machine has really done a a bang up job of getting people in the right place to control these. Think about it. There's only a small hand of people at the top controlling the machine, and there's like billions of us everywhere, and we're so doing easy doing what control. they tell us to do. Yeah, exactly. And it's so easy. So I think easy. That's the important point there. There's billions of people doing the will of those few. What if everybody just said, "No, what? No, mm. I'm not going to do it." Exactly. I know. Being... <laughs> then, do, well, then what would they do? You know, they can't well, bring out enough army. Know. You know, there's not enough army in pretty much any country to mm. subdue the whole population if everybody is just against what they're doing. Well, th this is this is the conversations that, it that just go on. People. You know, they get well, shot. It, they shoot at ten people, and everybody runs away. If everybody went no, and they went and they they attacked mm. the soldiers that were shooting them, you know, there's like a thousand to one ratio there. Every single soldier, you know, could be dead within a few minutes if people just overcame yeah. the fear of being losing their life because they wanted to fight for what they really believe. And we've but, seen we've seen this kind of things happen. I think people surprise themselves when they're pushed really hard. And I think if you look at um, the propaganda machine at work during COVID nineteen, um, yes. I think it a lot, there were there was a critical point where people were like, "Oh, no, 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 I'm fighting back," and then they just. They entered the streets of their towns and cities in tens of thousands, and the media didn't really um, didn't really show a lot of it. Um, they were supposed to not show it. Well, exactly, they were. But that's if you just look at that, you think, yeah, okay, people were pushed to a point where they were like, no, because most of us want to get on with their daily lives. We just want to just and be happy and comfortable. Since we're talking about propaganda, I think that that point you just made is very important. A lot of when people came out against COVID-19 mm. didn't get shown. Yeah. But that's part of the propaganda machine. It is. And since the subject is propaganda, that's a great example. Now, if we can also use fantasy. And we, if we look at something, for example, like the Hitchcock's Guide to the Galaxy, where Douglas Adams proposes hypothesis of a fictional ruler of the universe, right? right? The guy lives in a shack in the middle of nowhere on some out where out, out of the way place in a different dimensional space that you can't reach because it's protected by some, I 
can't remember what it is. So he's a, basically a godlike figure then. He's like a godlike figure, except that he's just this guy that lives in a shack with his cat. <laughs> and he knows nothing about anything, isn't certain about anything. He doesn't know any rules about anything. He's not even sure who he is, doesn't have a name. But he makes the point that anyone who is who wants to have the power under no can no circumstance should be allowed to have it and so this guy who doesn't even really conceive of power according to the story who has no self-awareness and no idea of what power is and who the billions of people that he rules over are because he's never seen them and you know Mm. As as he says, it's just hearsay that these people exist, you know. So he's answering questions from governor, governing individuals who have questions about decisions. But he asks, he answers everything in terms of how he perceives it for himself and his own universe himself. And if he's unaware or uninformed, then he won't past opinion and so everyone in the story except for the one guy who is obsessed with power kind of looks at this guy and goes you know actually the universe is pretty good hands because the guy has no agenda he has no desire for power or control or to influence anyone he doesn't he just wants to get on with himself. himself yeah He's only thinking about right now, right here, my life. He's in the moment, mm. and uh, it's a it's a fictionalization. It's it's sort of almost a utopian idea of how the universe could work. Do you think? Do you think if we implemented something like that, it would work, or do you think it actually does kind of work that way, um, but we just interfere too much with it? Well, you know, do I think it works that way? No, not really, because this infrastructure is managed. Um, does it not work like that because it's we interfere too much? Well, that's not something I, it's a very complex problem because it's mm. not, we're not talking about just one community with one point of view and one way of living. We're talking about tens of millions of different communities composed of people with completely different ideals and objectives and interests and passions and goals that's true but we're all kind of, but we're all kind of connected in some way right so surely we all kind of want the same thing if if you really now like would like all trees have leaves and so they're connected by being trees well yeah yeah <laughs> okay. well it's a root system and they're all connected in the ground we get our energy from the ground you know you're not so a I... tree mate don't forget you're not a tree well do you know what? i'm so glad that you pointed that out and just for the viewers <laughs> that are watching and listening i am not a tree <laughs> yeah <laughs> there, there's there's plenty of hair but no leaves thanks okay. thanks for point thanks for pointing that out so. okay so <laughs> I think there are certain things that can be generalized hypothetically, but when it comes to actually making decisions about individuals and 
families and tribes, for example, mm. you know, it's, they each have to make their own decision for themselves. And that's the way it used to be before we started getting all this monarchistic stuff going mm. on with empires and ruling classes and, you know, people would sit down and they'd talk about it and they figure it out and then they go and do what they decided they would do. Did you think but, um, some of these um, races and civilizations like the um, the Mayans, the Atlanteans, or the Egyptians, do you think they all had some sort of propaganda in place? Yes. <clears throat> ah. Care to elaborate a bit more? No, because I, I'm not an expert on subjects and I don't know enough about it. Well, let's, no, you don't have to be an expert. This is the, but you, any, in any situation where you have organized religion, by default, by its very definition, you have mm. propaganda. Because well, go, religion is for all the holiness that goes on around it or within it is organized by humans and managed by humans with an agenda. And therefore, I can say that the very first corporation that I'm aware of ever existing was religion. Well, yeah, it was, I think it was designed anyway. It was a tool and a weapon, wasn't it? To divide people. Well, to manage and control them. I'm not sure if it was designed to divide them, but the well, consequence has been well, to eventually yeah. divide people. Well, it's been doing. It's been doing it for centuries. So plays a huge part in the thing. I suppose then the question, um, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, maybe some of the uh, viewers or listeners wasn't aware of it, although I like to think that uh, most of them are pretty um, pretty turned on these days with um, all the time that we've had um, through the um, pandemic, uh, where people are... With all the OnlyFans stuff going on, I'm sure that they're all very turned on. Yeah, yeah, OnlyFans. <laughs> Choice oh. of words there, mate. Choice of words. Choice of words. Hey, listen, it's the mind that goes into I just say the words, you know. If people want to assume that I'm on an OnlyFans page, then they can assume all they like. Um, and you'll probably notice that there'll be no ticker going across about OnlyFans unless he decides to put one up right now uh, for a laugh. No, I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think we have one for that yet. No. But we I'm, do have, let me see. <laughs> we have some tickers, right? So, yeah, well, we're not going to put any tickets up with Westo and his OnlyFans because we do, I don't have an OnlyFans. <clears throat> um, but um, it's again, it's a I suppose it's another tool that they use um, with this big propaganda machine. So what's so what's what's the purpose? What's what's the meaning behind the propaganda? Really, um, I suppose it depends on what it's being used for. Um, <clears throat> Me, I don't know why we can't all just get on and enjoy this experience that we're all having, but um, I guess other people have different well, ideas. That it's, would it's... be too easy, wouldn't it? No, no, because easy is easy's the best way. Why do you want all this chaos? You know, I mean, I watched, um, I've been watching the Transformers franchise um, on my days off in late, late evenings. Um, and I've, there's, I just wa finished watching. Um, dark of the moon and there's there's always been this power struggle between the autobots and the decepticons um and the decepticon leader wanted always always wanted power and control over the the rest of his um fellow 
machine-like um, humanoids or whatever they uh, describe themselves as. Uh, and it's interesting how it, it carries heavy in this film um, because another prime comes into the equation and then, you know, uh, mega prime. Yeah. Well, those are these, are, are these walking numbers or something? No, they're not walking numbers, actually. They're walking uh, metal um, Autobots. <laughs> <laughs> whatever they're called what's well, the autobots no they're no the autobots are the uh the good guys and the decepticons are supposedly the bad guys oh right okay what one of the group wants to live in harmony with this each other a cartoon that we're talking about no, well it was a cartoon animation okay. the franchise has branched out into um <clears throat> the um world of cgi digital oh, right, cgi okay. and it's very very good so okay I know you don't watch a lot of films, so um, a lot of people who yeah, are listening watch, and watching will understand what I'm on. I don't watch television. No. Um, it's <laughs> really good, films. good, but it's a real power struggle between the two. One wants control over the people. Um, they don't use any kind of propaganda that I'm aware of in the film. Um, it's just, look, we just want our planet. We want to rule it. Um, and you either comply or you die, basically. So they take a bit more of a drastic approach. So it's interesting how it sounds it, a bit like Putin, eh? Isn't it? It's kind of like if you don't agree, you'll die. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to discuss. Um, Putin, oh, you're not right? going to discuss politics. No, 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 no. no. I, I, if we do discuss it, it's it's going to be on a Patreon show. Um, oh, right. And we're going to do some real um, talking about it. So. Uh, do we have a ticket for that uh, for the Patreon show? Um, because do we have a ticket for the Patreon show? Yeah, uh, let me see. Let me let's see. have a look. What he see? I might just be able it. to have something arranged for that. Um, right. because I we think... some of the subject matters that people want to talk about these days are instantly blacklisted. So, YouTube, well, we have will... a buy me a coffee ticker. Well, you know, buy, buy us coffee. Yeah, that's good. Well, yeah. you know, I like my coffee, especially like the coffee in Brecon, two dogs. Yeah, they're good, aren't they? Let's do yeah. a bit of shameless plug for them. Is it? There they are. They're like. Why not? <laughs> That's good. That's good. You got the. You, you're it... so much a fan that you've actually got their card. I got That's the good. card. I've been trying to for since I've been having coffee there. Is actually order some with a proppy prop proppy, a proper <laughs> um, coffee blend. It's too early in the morning. Oh, it's, it's, oh, oh it's, 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 I, brain hasn't woke up properly yet. Um, and I want to try and have their coffee because they don't treat it in pesticides or chemicals. Um, so and I just haven't got around to it yet because uh, somebody keeps hassling me about getting everything sorted for this oncoming festival we have in August. So let's take Oh, you mean me? Oh, there is the Patreon. Oh, Patreon. Look at that. Da-da! Flashy tit. That yeah. actually looks quite nice. I like that. That's very bold. That's yeah, actually so... Patreon official colors. Oh, it's got that little P logo. It's also got the, the the color code that they are insisting. They had three color options. That's not and bad. The others were black and white. So I, I went with the coral color, whatever. Oh, well, it's very uh, very nice. Um, yeah, so I'm glad you like it. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm a visual kind of guy. So, oh, oh well, wow. for you. Well, there's some visuals as well. Smash this one video, man. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Spotify, and a bunch of other podcasting channels. 
Oh, so this is one of those shameless plugs that me and Dylan used to do. Okay. Oh, since so you were doing shameless plugs, except that shame, I like to it? keep I like to keep it to the thirty seconds, and we'll carry on. Yeah, which, which is Let's fine. About, yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. Let's so, not forget let's how not forget. much propaganda this whole Ukraine invasion has had around mm. it, coming from every side. Coming from every. Um, well, that might be a good segue into yeah. talking about it which is fine because um if the show does go on then it will be going on our patreon page um yeah and i just want to just say this we don't got the patreon page just to get money We've got the patreon page because there are some subjects that we can't really talk about um and we have to put it behind the paywall which a lot of podcasters are doing and it's really frustrating that you can use um, a medium or platform that allows you to just freely talk, but because freedom of speech is a non-existent. Well, it seems fantasy. to be non-existent, but but people are fighting to try and do something sure. about it. So yes, the Ukraine thing um, and the propaganda. Elaborate a bit more on that for me, please, sir. Well, I think it was only recently that. Um, something got destroyed i think it was a bridge i'm not sure and both mm. sides blamed the other well of course they would wouldn't they? so um and that's that's not happened just a couple of times it's happened quite a few times every few weeks something something mm -hmm. like that's happening and yeah there are people on the ground they're dying there are people that are being displaced i've met quite a few ukrainians who are reliving um who's been you know, relocated for the children's safety and for their own safety. They're not yeah. combatants. They don't want to be involved. They want to just live their normal lives. But there's a lot of uh, propaganda around the war, a lot of um, excuses being made for why it's happening and for all the innumerable consequences that it's having on the economy. You know. Well, it seems to be um, all the time there, doesn't it? If once we've had covid and now that died off and they're like quick um uh, monkeypox yeah, that's the new fear um oh that didn't last very long um oh, ukraine war uh yeah joe biden yeah and it's just like turn the tv off folks get rid of it throw it at the window get rid of it it's the best thing you can do shut it off i think if you well, subject that's what this... I done. yeah a lot of us have done it i've done it decades ago but yeah. Uh, not only that, I think it's important to understand that, that you know because most people that decide to say come out of the mainstream way of thinking or um, living, it's a lot of the time it's just down to the fact that like let's take TV for example. There's nothing on the mainstream that really interests a large proportion of the population. So they're like, well, if it doesn't interest me. I'm just not just going to sit there and watch it. And I certainly don't want it as background noise. Although a lot of people seem to do that as well. I just want to, maybe I'll go look for something that interests me. Maybe I'll do a bit of gardening. Maybe I'll watch something on gardening, you know? And so it, as soon as you come out of that, just purely out of an in, interest side of it, people go, oh, he's a Tim Fall hack conspiracy theorist. It's like, no, just a free thinker that doesn't really want to watch the news like every day. It's like, okay, it got to a point. And I see a lot more with people say in work now where they're like, oh, the news is always doom and gloom. It's like sick of yearning now. Like, exactly. You know, you... I, I felt exactly that in 1994 when I was still in university. And that's when I got rid of my TV because I was just like, mm. I have a positive so problem solving sort of approach to life. I live right here 
right now and if it's something that it happened yesterday well mm. if i need to know because it helps me do today better then that's fine mm. but if it's something to do with what might be a problem tomorrow quite honestly i'll deal with that tomorrow yeah it's, it's a good uh, it's a good mindset to be anything a lot i think i've noticed a lot of people we have a few people in work that have problems mentally looking at yesterday and last year and going oh i'm, I'm worried about it. it's like well if you can't fix it don't worry about it and if there's nothing you can do about it just let it go because it's there it's in past tense why do you need to keep thinking about it and worrying about it deal with now because this is what you can change for the future um yeah there's a most people they go by their daily business and they're like yeah live each day as it comes um live for the now or i live for the future not the past and there's a lot of people who just can't let go just can't let go um I think the last couple of months I listened to some really interesting podcasts on that specific sort of um, uh, conversation that they were having. And I found it really, really encouraging. Um, what's it called? Uh, Happy Bones, I think it's called. Life Happy Bones something. And it's, it's all about well-being and wellness. And it, it was really quite comforting to listen to some podcasts that were talking about that. And I thought... Well, that's, that's good because, and they made some really good points on like having this experience now and what you learn now moving forward is, is more important than what's gone is gone. Like if there's mistakes that have been made, okay, fine. Don't make them again. It is what it is. It's in the past. And, but there's a lot of people just dwell on it constantly. I, I think that's kind of another reason why I want to try and do some of these um, podcasts where we're talking about bit more about spirituality because yeah. i think it's important to have people realize that like they can there's a voice to listen to not that we're you know experts and sure. everything but yeah. it's just it's it's there you know and there's a lot of podcasters doing i think it's really really good because i think as an alternative to well the media we're on the subject of propaganda aren't we yeah. there is a lot of propaganda about living the moment mm. lots of buddhism and yoga yeah and a lot actually hindu ideals and a sikh ways of running society and you know um how they feed people from, there's a lot of propaganda out there that is not related to politics but mm. it's still propaganda because it's still out there trying to sway people's opinions change the way they do things it might be that those are propaganda campaigns designed that help people you know so we we spent quite a while now talking about negative propaganda mm. and there's advertising there's social media but there's this really gray area between where does social media stop being somebody's personal opinion and becoming becomes propaganda it's a very indistinct zone mm. and that's where those influencers that you mentioned earlier whether they take the clothes off or not is not the point but the way influencers function 
is a very gray area. It, it, they pretend a lot of times that it's their personal opinion. But is it? Or whose agenda are they really pushing? Are they getting paid for it or not is yeah, really, really a point. The point no. is they are doing propaganda. Yeah, and probably don't even realize this is why it's important to um, have this chat too because I, I think maybe we all get involved with the propaganda in some way or form. We don't even realize that we're doing it. Um, so, so I try very hard all the time to be aware of what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And so when I started working on the show with you, I was very, very adamant from the very beginning that we are not trying to push an opinion. We are trying to get people to see reality, to see mm. new bands which are coming up, which exist, which are ignored by the majority of the media. Yeah. Yeah. And because there's so people are so affected by propaganda so severely. Um, they're not even really aware that they are subconsciously e electing to not go see new performers. And they're going to see performers who, for example, do a cover and said, I mean, I'm sure that a lot of cover musicians would rather be writing their own music, but they would much rather have a career than have to struggle writing their own music. So I, I know of some who do covers, who also do write their own music, but they write their own music for themselves because they, they are aware that the audience doesn't want to see it. And that is, is bang on. And it is kind of what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's really important that people understand that. Try and try. We're, you know, we're just starting out really. Um, yeah. Especially with COVID, we've had to kind of, you know, reinvent themselves a little bit and just start it, start it all well, up again. I'd like to answer that comment because it's not quite true that this, what we're doing is an answer to COVID because I was already working on doing these live streams years before COVID happened. I had to learn how to do it all myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we met before COVID happened and it's just that COVID sort of slowed things down. Yeah, for us. But it gave me a lot of time to refine and improve parts of the process that I would have had to improve later anyway. Yeah, there's a lot of good to come out of COVID. All I a year that, <clears throat> after a year was the negative side. I'm thinking, well, it did give people a lot of time and stock to actually compose themselves and think, okay, what am I doing? Where am I going? Um, excuse me. What's it all about? Um, so, and obviously like you were saying there, uh, give you a chance to redefine, um, things and look at what you're doing. So, and like the world kind of took a break and the earth took a break for a, <laughs> for a while. And it was nice actually in a, in a positive way, because we all, even though they stopped the machine turning for a while, I think a lot of people just went, wow, my routine has stopped for a bit. This is weird and scary for a while, but at the same time, it's given me stock to look at my life, what I'm doing, where am I going, and what's it all about. 
and sometimes make change for the better. Um, and so like with ourselves, um, I know that was the case. So yeah, and I, I think, uh, yeah, out of the bad comes a bit of positive. And so I, I don't look at our COVID-19 as being a bad thing. Instantly, I don't know whether you could call it the propaganda at work, but I know a lot of people are like, well, look, all the people that died. I'm like, yeah, well, people die every day, don't they? Um, many things. So, and in fact, I think if you look at the um, the deaths during mid-COVID, uh, but don't quote me on this, um, the less people died, I think, in 2021 or 22 or thereabouts. So it was there was inter some interesting statistics on it as well, which was a bit weird. <laughs> There's a couple of people talking about it on podcasts. I'm just like, okay. And a few doctors um, and scientists spoke out. I'm like, that's interesting. <laughs> so we go, we got one machine saying, oh, there's deaths everywhere. And, and then when you look at the stats online and compare, you're like, well, it's not actually true if you look at the deaths that happened in this particular year. Yeah. So that, that was interesting. So the propaganda machine at work again, quite possibly. Yeah. Well, that's right. It's, we are also working on another project that is a direct result of um, the COVID-19, which was the, the films that um, Professor of um, Documentary Film Florence Ayesi at the University of South Wales has worked on. She's made something like nine short films stemming from uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, examining the effects of um, COVID-19 on communities and individuals around Wales and Britain. She's asked us to put on a, a screening of one of her films. Uh, we will later organize screenings in other locations, but the name of the film is Plant Power. Um, Plant Power, yes. Plant Power, yeah. And it's all about how people, when they, when life came to a pause, they didn't just whittle away and just fold into themselves. They went out into their, into their communities and they found new things to do, gardening. They got constructive, for, didn't they? Mm. Doing constructive things that helped them deal with the pause. But it was projects that, for example, there was a lady that you'll see when I played this trailer in a moment. It's only about a minute long. Um, she'd been wanting to do these things for years. And suddenly, because everything else stopped, she got the chance to do it. Quite honestly, it yes. made me think, why don't, why doesn't the government just put everything on the economy on pause once every 10 or every 15 years? We have there's a, a lot of people pause yeah. and then everything gets to stop for a year and everybody I know. Gets to catch up. It's like a COVID-19 holiday. It's like, hey, we're going to have COVID-19 again and we're going to all stop doing what we're doing. The government's going to fund us while we still need to pay our bills um, and we're just going to relax for you. We're going to have a year off <laughs> from the system. I mean, it's, bloody it's, it's, it's been in so many ways for so many people I've met, it's been so constructive. It's been yeah. so beneficial. Yes. There are people who've come out of it, you know, damaged or living in fear, but there's also a lot of people who suddenly had the opportunity to go and do something new. I, I think it yielded some huge positive results. Um, yeah. My my so, mate 
he spent through COVID doing his um, van up. Um, so that was a good thing. Yeah, um, sure. Let me, let want... me play that trailer sure, so you can sure. see it. Yeah. And our viewers can see it too. I've always, every year, had a goal to turn this into my plant paradise. So I actually have a plan in my house somewhere. I drew it and everything that I was, I was going to do. I never seemed to get around to it. But during COVID, it just seemed to, yeah, I had the time to do that. So we had a beautiful day about two weeks ago and we planted 14 beautiful rose trees. And we had some children come along. There was this one girl who just lit up when she was planting the roses. Now come right in here. Now don't just throw it in. Bend down a little bit. So we're mixing that up, and you know what's in there? Tiny, tiny, tiny mushroom spores. I went back there yesterday, um, the other day, to water, and the men were on the other side, and they were saying, look how they're growing, this is really, really nice, what are you going to do next? And I just said, what are we going to do next? <laughs> Amazing. And um, at a later date, we're going to organize a um, a more of a focus group study sort of thing with uh, persons who have neurodiversity, um, kind of like I have my autism. And yep. just to get people with a neurodiverse um, position to watch the film just themselves and we we've discussed it with Florence AEC, the director, and it's being funded by the University of South Wales um, Research Department in Film. And they want to know how people of ethnic diversity and of neurodiversity react to a film like that, how it changes their perceptions of um, black ethnic minorities or of um, the community experience around COVID, if it changes anything or if it doesn't affect them and doesn't change them and their mm. point of views are unaffected. It's sort well, of a research project to understand how um, people are influenced by film and how people respond. That's another reason uh, behind the the Smashy Swan uh, Video Matters um, brand as well, isn't it? Well, ultimately it was, yeah. I mean, I stopped watching films and I stopped watching television back in 1994 um, because I found media was far too overstimulating. It was mm. emotionally manipulative. It had some agenda which they never clearly stated what their motive was and they just it, everything was just too much it was too much music it was too loud the audio was too high too high the people's voices were too high pitched you know the music was too manipulative it wasn't just a music track it was targeted specific sound bites of music to elicit a specific emotion um, and you know things were edited specifically with the intention of 
manipulating the viewer's perception. The camera angle is chosen with the intention of conveying a the the maker's perception of the character. You know, the way the camera moves, where the camera's located, how they're lit, and all these things. And I just found that it was, I find for me that the live broadcast system, when things are happening dynamically, is much more real. It's, it's yes, you can fake it. You can. Um, but I find the reality of the moment much more engaging, much more interesting, much more fascinating to work with than anything that is heavily produced. Yeah, because it's real and it's in the moment. But there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of stuff that's made live, which isn't actually made live. It's fake. It's done and post-edited, but it's called live because it's broadcast live. And that's yeah. very different. You know, it's like what we're doing here, we, we are recording as live, and then we'll do an edit to clean up and remove things that yeah. are inappropriate or gaps or things that went wrong. You know, at some point in the future, we could have a, a bloopers track, but you know, that's, you know, Who you can like only make a bloopers track flops. if you have not done it live. And we're not doing it live because it's, it's intense recording, streaming something live that you don't have time to edit or correct is pretty intense. Yeah. It is. But if I could do every show live, I would. Um, I think it's, um, I think it's a bit of, uh, a craft isn't it you know i think if you if you if you work on it enough you'll master it um and therefore you you, you won't have to do a lot of editing because editing's fun if you enjoy it but i think if you've got a if you've got an opportunity where you don't have to edit um and you can run a say a podcast streamless without any issues then great then you're practicing your craft much like you do with um, you know, as a musician, um, so I think that's key. That's key thing, really, isn't it? Is mastering your craft of what you do, so you get better at it in order to eventually get to a point where it's just it just flows, flows nice. Practice makes perfect, as they say, don't they? So um, yeah, so the film. So do you think that um, I, th I think uh, it's got some real good responses um, so far? The trailer that you just watched. A huge response. I think it's on about a thousand plus views on Last Instagram. Last time I looked at it, we had one of the trailers put up that nearly four thousand views, and wow. the other one had two thousand views. Mm. That's impressive. Um, that's just on TikTok alone. And you'd done no, the filming for that, didn't you? Sorry, you did the no. filming for. No, no you I didn't, didn't do the filming. filming. No. no, I wasn't okay. involved. Right. Well, it's, it's good. The the um the edits and the the cuts and the narration over the edits are pretty good. I was, I think I said to you about it. I think that that's one of the things that might have 
might gravitate people towards it a bit more because there's there's cut interaction scenes where the visuals keep you engaged while the narration's going over the um the back um and i think that because <clears throat> through covid as well there was a, a huge emphasis and a lot of areas in the world where people are not talking about this community getting coming together where people actually came out of their houses and went are you my neighbor been yeah. there 10 15 years they knew who they were you know and people just like yeah i'm just a little bit claustrophobic being stuck in and then they they banded together and decided to do things and i think i think this film um uh, maybe has gravitated to a lot of people that way that there's a huge community trying to make good out of a situation we've all been in and i think because they're talking about plants and plant power there's a huge movement for the uh the rise of vegetarianism and veganism um and how you know trying to keep it well yeah yeah veganism <laughs> That's, well, that's look, a whole show. I know, I know, I know. On I know. I'm, I'm, an, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna slag it off or anything like that. But my point yeah. is, there's a huge movement at the moment for saving the planet by eating greens and plant. And maybe the title has helped people gravitate towards it a bit more. So, but well, there's, I, I, there's, yeah, that the film, it's, it's, it's got that appeal. That's true. Yeah, I'm just just looking at it from a viewer's yes. point of view. You know, yeah, I looked from at from a viewer's point of view. Yeah, and I thought, okay, maybe that's why people gravitate towards it. I, I think though, I think it's the fact that this, an individual had this idea and went, let's let's do it, and was amazed at the outcome. Right time, right place, maybe. Yeah. Um, I think, like I said, I think COVID did a huge amount of good for a lot of people um yes. and and it, and it opened a lot, a lot of doors too um and that's why i like to talk about it in a positive way because i think there, there's a lot of positive stuff that comes out of it even if there was something negative i mean you could look at it and say okay yeah but i lost my i lost my parents or i lost my grandparents it's like okay <clears throat> what came out of that loss well they left me a substantial amount of money which i then invested into an, a project that gave my children say the opportunity to um get yeah, like a say camper van and live in a camper van and keep their costs and i'm thinking well that's a positive right that's good that's a good thing is that an example for someone who actually you know um it isn't but i know somebody who's gone down the route of they've, they've lost somebody but instead what they did was they engaged themselves in a project that was like i don't want to do these two things anymore i've been doing them for a long time i'm going to change what i'm doing and they literally just completely turned their life around went right i'm not doing any of that anymore i'm going to do this um and like they decided to live the van life their cost of living has come down massively because it's a large proportion of bills they don't have to pay um and yeah they, they they seem to be in a better place so i'm like hey kudos man that's 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 good i mean there's a positive to come out of the negative for covid and it's nice when you see people turn it and flip it around that's um that's quite inspiring i think a lot of us should really look at that and take something from it so like you said when we're talking about propaganda we have the negative side of propaganda then we have the positive side of propaganda so <clears throat> Yeah, it's, it's really quite interesting how propaganda has actually influenced 
us on a daily basis. Um, unfortunately, a lot of us have looked at it in a negative way. So now I remember watching um, some documentaries on it, and there was this very early example. It was the beginning of the 1900s, um, early in America, and there was this tobacco tycoon, I can't remember his name, who realized as emancipation happened in America that with women's right to vote, there was a new market that he could exploit. And he developed a whole campaign with a marketing, uh, with a, camp, a propagandist um, to link, deliberately link the right to vote to women's ability to vote, to smoke in public. Uh -huh. And suddenly he nearly doubled his a, a potential market for tobacco because of that linking. Mm. So there was a whole advertising campaign that was propaganda to get women to associate smoking with the freedom to vote. Yeah, but that had uh, negative um, repercussions, really. Didn't Not it? necessarily. We only found out about the negative repercussions of smoking like 56 years later. Uh, it right. was only like in the 70s, the 80s, that people started even talking about smoking being an issue. You know, for decades, smoking was just a thing that people did. Yeah, and it's quite interesting when we like touching on it very briefly when we talked about um, frequencies, um, vibrations uh, earlier on. Yes. What with smoking, like you can have, um, you can have somebody that's been smoking all their life and they're like 80, 90 years old. My 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 uncle, seventy eight. Yeah. Smokes every day. Has and, smoked. Since he was about 15. Crazy, right? And then people go, why isn't he died of cancer? I'm like, because there is more to it than just that. And I, when I started looking into it and done a bit of research on it, um, I'll use an example in a minute. But I was like, that is an interesting one. How do you get someone that's been smoking since the age of 14 or 15? There's about 70 or 80 years old now. And they're still ticking and they're still alive and they still have jazz for life. I'm like, and then I got into listening to some podcasts about frequency and vibration. And then I was like, so how does it work? What I found interesting about it was that because they stayed in a positive state, a positive frequency range for most of their life, the negative effects of what they were doing to their body didn't get amplified. And so there was no damage and and so a, a good example of that was um that i believe anyway my uncle he'd smoked it since he was 14 or 15 um and i think he died um in his mid 60s maybe but what triggered it was that my nan got ill through um towards sort of the latest part of his life uh, she came down with um, Alzheimer's and he had to care and look after her. Um, and I think that was the trigger point for him because it caused negative emotions and frequencies that he didn't really understand was going on inside him. 
And, of course, he'd smoke to bring the stress in because he used to have to look after a cleaner. And I think it, it had a profound impact on him, but he never he wasn't someone who really talked about it and didn't understand what he was going through. And then, obviously, he got quite down about it. And then my mum would obviously go see him. Um, and he said, look, I, 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 something wrong with me. He said, I'm not sure what it is. I've got a lump here and here. So they told him to go and get it checked out. And it turned out to be... Um, uh, testicular cancer like a throat cancer and um, and at the hospital they told him oh it's, it's down to your smoking all these years and that's what he believed and that's what we all believed and I was like they never really sat with me comfortable never really computer I was like why now what what was the trigger that kicked that off and I sort of read a book about um, cancer and um, the triggers and things like that and I was just like holy moly so well, i spent the early man. part of my career after graduated from university doing cancer research so <laughs> and let's, then let's... i walked away from it because yeah. a lot of the supposed research was actually um constructed around finding evidence for their hypotheses not examining the evidence to find what the hypothesis should be. Well, let's let's tease people here. Now, let's save that for another podcast. If you'd really like to listen to that one, that would be a patron because they ain't going to get that on Spotify or YouTube. I'll be like, goodbye. So if that's something you're interested in, then um, um, join us when we decide to do that podcast. But yeah, I found it really quite interesting because I was like, okay, so that would explain such said situation and this is why i think that when we had covid a lot of positivity came out of it and nobody stayed in a negative state and this is why i'm like wow and there was talk of what we you'd saying earlier on if like if we had a you know oh we're going to have a covid19 break or like we, we the world's going to rest for another year instead of putting some you know horrible sounding name um to it then i think people would be like oh do you know what? i could do a, a lot like now i'm at that point now where like every day for the last month it has gone so so quick um uh, before i know it sunday's here and gone on my days off again next thing i know thursday back in work i'm like where are the days in the weeks going it's just flying by and i know everybody is feeling You're it having as well. way too much fun adam that's all there is to it there's this no man like all i'm doing is playing in my shed if i only built <laughs> but no, did what, you build it then okay uh with with the exception of the uh I haven't, I haven't made the door for it yet but i've run out of pallets so i've actually got to go and buy wood can you believe it i gotta buy wood no in fact there's about five pallets over the road for me but um i haven't gone around to pick them up yet but no but i just think it's gone so so quick and i don't i don't know if it's um I don't know whether it's, I don't know, something spiritual, but it's, I think it just seems to be this, everybody wants to do something before their time runs out, you know, maybe it is, maybe our time is running out. Um, we, we're frantically scrambling well, I can to say get stuff that, there. Um, <laughs> humans have run out of time already. Well, I think so. I think, the, I think Mother Nature or Mother Gaia, wherever you want to describe it as, is sort of, sort of, uh, there's rumblings in her belly and she's not happy with what we're doing to uh, the place that we live on and yeah so oh, 
it's not just the things that people have done to earth you know it's the things they've done to themselves well yeah and again I, th I think a lot of it's down to frequency i think because that much frequency imbalance then things just go wrong don't they i mean even if you go to your mainstream doctor they'll tell you you mustn't stress stress kills i'm like that's interesting how do you think something and it kills you that that's like a weapon in itself it's amazing like that was something i got into during covid i'm like well, the mind stress... is part of the body and the body is part yeah. of the mind Isn't well i know you i know you know aren't they? yeah i know and i know you know it's for the viewers at home i know we've talked about it extensively like uh, um but i just i was just like wow so you could project the word onto somebody much like much the same way as propaganda works you know there, there's a word and we're gonna you know around this word we're gonna fill it full of um imagery and stuff and i think once people implant that into themselves they're like "Ooh, that's it just one word for you <sighs> terrible and i just think well you don't need to fight wars anymore with guns and, and mechanic mechanical things oh but because... aren't weapons so much fun N no no, Mr. Keat, the unforgivable. The unforgivable. No, it's not. <laughs> they make loud noises and go bang air yeah, like fireworks. They're fun. Not, not when they're offing a lot of people. But um, I'm a bit of a pacifist anyway. I don't, yes, think I don't think there's any need for war. Of course, there'll be lots of people that disagree, but I think it's worth... Well, most of the people who disagree seem to think that making war is an opportunity to make money. Yeah, but again, we delve then into... we have photocopy machines. We can always just print more money. It's easy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want... I, I, I watched an episode of the X-Files the other I day. I think it was the American government that's started doing that recently. Yeah. They they, just printing more money. Oh, yeah, we've run out, so we'll just print more. I'm like, you can do that, but we can't do yeah, that. Yeah, I can do that. How does that it's work? Called, it's called <laughs> the Mint. <laughs> they can uh, print whatever they want. Yeah. There's a scene in an X-Files episode I watched recently. I, I won't bore the viewers with it, but there's these two doppelgangers in it. Um, and they they got to raise this money. So And they both work at photocopying places, and they just photocopy this money. I'm looking and going, yeah, if only, right? <laughs> now you can't photocopy the money at all. Not that we do, because as a disclaimer, well, I just want to say that we don't are, do there's it. There's plenty of scams that have happened in the past. Yeah, but look at it. it's like um, it's like plastic is, money you now. Yeah, Horrible. it's become it's become increasingly more layered. Make the printing money process because people do actually photocopy money. That has happened. Oh yeah, well I mean these are desperate times, and when you've got a tyrannical system that's hammering down on like the people who keep the machine working, it's like people look for ways to survive, um, and. I don't yeah, think but usually the people who run the, the <laughs> services that print the money as fake money, yeah. they will not do it to help themselves. They're doing it as criminals to get something for nothing. Well, yeah, if only we did things um, for the. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? For the better good, if we just people don't know do they going to do it for me 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 as did things for the better good we wouldn't be structured with governments that have large infrastructures well maybe that's that because changed. people would individually 
be thinking of the better good for each member of their own community and those who had access to services or um, money or food or whatever it is mm -hmm. that people needed would organize for other people to deliver it. I mean, like, if you're going to put a billionaire in government, well, what's his intention going to be? I mean, that was one of the episodes me and Dylan done, wasn't it? Billionaires in government and the excess of humanity, where we talked very briefly on it. But it was like, okay, fine. So you're going to put your trust in a billionaire in government? Yeah, okay. I'm sorry, but like most people go, well, I think they're doing real good. It's like, okay, good luck with that one. We're humans. We're fallible. Uh, we sin. Um, Good luck with that one. Uh, see how that goes. I think sometimes when you have nothing and you're working towards something, you have a much more innate um, drive to go out there and do something positive. This is why people say, what would you do, Wes, if you won the lottery? I'd be like, I'll tell you exactly what I'd do if I won the lottery. I'm exactly. intrigued. Fact, tell me. I'm going to tell everybody exactly what I'm going to do. Okay. So I would go, okay, fine. I would, if I paid into the lottery then obviously there's a percentage of that that technically um would be mine so i'll be like okay i take what i need with the emphasis on what i need to do what i need to do not millions just what i need to get me by and then i will carry on working and there's a reason why i will carry on working and then with the rest of the money that everybody had paid into I would go, right, I'm going to hire a helicopter. I'm going to take the money up into the helicopter. And before I do that, I'm going to tell everybody on the social media platforms everywhere what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to go up in this helicopter with the money and I'm going to dump it all on a city. And then down below, there are going to be people who I've paid to photograph and film this event happening so I can use it on my next album cover. And I'm not going to say what the album cover is just in case somebody nicks it. But that's what I will do. And even if I do get fined for it, I will have the money to pay off the fine for dumping um, money onto the city. But that's what I do because I give everybody the opportunity to take a bit of that money that they put into the lottery. So then it's like, well, I'm just giving back what I don't need. I'm, I'm not a greedy person, so I don't need all that money. I've got what I need. And that's what I do with the rest of it. When you do that, if you talk to, um, there was a chap that won the lottery. He was, oh, what was he called? He was like, um, I forget his name. But this this guy, I think he, were, he lived on a, an estate, lots of gold chains. He won the lottery and he basically did what everybody, most people would go and do. They, they bought everything they needed. And then he realized that he had everything in a very short period of time and he had nothing to work for. So he was bored. And I'm like, yeah, there's your problem. Take what you need give it all away because once you've got everything what the hell are you going to work towards that's the whole point of working so even if you disagree with the economy and the way the system is if you're working towards something taking the system out of the equation then you're actually trying to achieve your goal which means there's always that sort of excitement to get in there and even if you do get there and you get it, always make sure you've got plenty of um, projects backing you up because then you can go, that's completed, new project, on we go. And that's what makes life interesting. All these people going, oh, I want to be an influencer and make lots of money and I want to be a millionaire. And it's like, fine, good luck with that because it won't work, period. And even if you get somebody that does make it work, great. Money hasn't influenced you to the point where you've turned into some 
I don't know, elitist arse. <laughs> or a billionaire in government. I, I just, I think when we're working towards something as um, spiritual beings, there is, there's much more pleasure that you get out of actually making other people's lives more comfortable. So there you go. Well, <clears throat> okay, so that kind of takes us to the um, a possible situation where if you look at philosophy, um, maybe there are some philosophers that um, they believe that the point of, you know, um, doing anything is to attain happiness and, and pleasure. So the highest pleasure is you know um how was it that he called it he described this is jeffrey cotton that was summarizing and he described the um the philosopher as pursuing a hedonistic which is a pleasure-seeking um way of life where there is greater pleasure than there is pain Mm. And that's always the highest objective. And so think... for you, it seems that there is a significant amount of pleasure in giving to others and doing for others. I think most people would agree. I mean, don't get me wrong. You, I think you can then reach a point where you've got a bit of a, that um, godlike status then, haven't you, where you're like, Ah, right. Yeah, I, I feel so good about myself. I'm, I'm going to take it to another level, and not deliberately, but it kind of it like it's like it sort of takes over. So for me, it's like no, no, no. It's done. I as much as most people, I think, would agree, they would like to feel immensely good about everything they're doing. Eventually, you end up turning yourself into some Christ-like figure. And so you're like, mm, it's like, no, just, just be, just be you, you know, doing your thing that makes you happy. Um, and if you can make a few other people happy, great, but don't let it consume you. Cause I think even someone like that can, can end up consuming people and, and it does. Um, so yeah, I just think that would be me. I'd do that. And I'd be like, yeah, I think you get a lot more pleasure. Just like if I can, if I go out and decide to do a project and I complete it, I'm like, great. I feel good about that, but I'm not going to bathe in it for too long. Otherwise, my ego gets the better of me. So instead, what I'll do is put it aside, move on to the next project. And I think it kind of works the same way for you a little bit, doesn't it? You've got multiple goals and objectives, um, always constantly on the go. So, and each one, you know, as task one completed task two completed ultimate goal there i'm really not ever thinking about communities or people i'm just not a community focused person i'm not thinking about what's what is the best thing for everyone else i'm just not i'm a bit selfish that's all there is <laughs> yeah. well at least you're honest about it <laughs> yeah i'm 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 my goals are not for my personal benefit either but i have goals and i'm focused on achieving those goals do you, th do you think that's 
um, partly down to say the, the autism, maybe the way the no, way. No, you... I think it's just who I am. It's just the way I am. It's oh, mm. that thing that you humans like to call my personality. Ah, uh, it's my native inclination. Yeah, I wonder if anybody else is actually um, a bit like that. Be interesting to get them on the show to have a chat because we don't just talk about. Well, through our education system, mm. we deliberately in we try to train our children to be social, and to care about other people, and to be sharing and caring, and you know, all lovey dovey, and you know. Love well, we are social beings, around. though, aren't we? Well, you are, yes. <laughs> are we going to do this now on this podcast? No, are we? no, we're no. going to save it for the Patreon. <laughs> okay, for the Patreon, it's yeah. too early. It's too early for that. And if people are wondering what we're talking about, it'll come in time. It'll come. Uh, in time. It'll come in time. Not now. Put it no, back no. in the bag. Okay. <laughs> Who? Wonder what they're talking about. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, well, you have to wait and see. And we might even put it. We might even put it on a, a non-Patreon show. We're not trying to Maybe. take your money. So, so we want to remind everyone that we're on Smashy Swan's channel. We're available for podcasts as well as other live music on YouTube. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and podcasts are available also on Spotify and the other podcast channels like, what are they? Apple Podcasts. Yeah, Apple. Yeah, there's, Google there's podcasts a couple and yeah. there's And we have a your podcast. There's yeah wherever you get your podcast especially if you really like um some of the subjects that unity of souls radio is talking about um then it'd be good um one of the things to mention with the spotify uh, a new feature that they've put up which is really 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 good actually is that while you're watching it on the app on your phone you scroll up um and you go you'll see either the video of the podcast that you're listening to um, and just a little bit further down the bottom, you'll say, what did you think of this episode? And you can comment on it. You only have a small That's amount. That's a good one. That's really good. To it's, it is a good feature. Um, so and I think you can do that on Patreon as well. When you've yep. watched an episode, you can leave some feedback and tell us what you think and maybe subscribe to our Patreon or you can go to our Buy Me a Coffee and donate a little pound or two to keep us going. Yeah, well, it keeps it keeps what the the, um, the head costs down, don't it? Which is what most podcasts do to try and get high quality content, and for people, they gotta go beyond the paywall, which means you know, just we have to pay and all the rest of it. But hey, do what most of it's some good podcasts as I listen to, um, and they they offer the the free stuff, which I would like to just carry on doing anyway, but. As I said, some subjects the mainstream doesn't like, so you have gotta go behind the paywall. Like what subjects don't you? Don't, well, we, well, well, yeah? well. Tell me, tell me. I'm not saying. I don't know if the t a ticker would work for it actually. So we, we could do a banner and explain some. You of the could subject. just say it, and we'll just put it into the uh, Patreon. Stop! Stop living in fear, Mister West. Oh yeah, I know. I've got. I, I'm still stuck in part of the Matrix. I can't help it. I can't remember all the subject matters, but obviously, cancer's one of them um and anything that's alternative to the mainstream shall we say i can't i can't run off any at the moment i just can't think of any uh i've only had one cup of non-decaf tea so my brain is oh, i'm sorry you, you need more tea i need a cup of oh, coffee did I we mention that westo is british he's got an obsession with tea 
Every, every British person. In fact, let's 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 put this out there now at the moment, okay? Um, it's not a disclaimer, but we're just going to put this out there now, okay? <clears throat> I really don't care what nationality I am. I really right. don't. Okay, I'm here because I'm here, having an yes. experience, and I don't, I don't, I literally don't give a shit. <laughs> Somebody said, "What's your origins? Are you um, Sumerian?" I'll be like, right. "I really don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I do not right. care." Okay, so just putting that out there. Okay, I'm just okay. me having an experience in this kind of beautiful shell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the self flattery. <laughs> oh, the self flattery. The ego, right? <laughs> oh, the ego. Yeah. It's all it's it's all for the stage, man. It's all for the stage. <laughs> the beard and the hair. I mean look at look at the Goldilocks. When Do they're I... down, you know, it's it's yeah. it's the stage presence. So we <laughs> remind people what we're broadcasting in August with the Gothic Doomfest. Drop a video, man. We can have a short break. Go. Um, I, I I've turned that down a little bit. That was a little bit <laughs> it was recorded loud. I think anyway, wasn't it? We're still trying to get used to this thing. Okay, so bear with no, us. No, we're not. No, we're Here not. Here we are. We know exactly what we're doing. We yes, we do. Be loud. Yeah, we want, we want. Hang on, actual fact. When you put on, I was like, oh fuck, what was that? <laughs> so we did the job. Uh, we have knocked that down a little bit, just in case we decide to do any more. Um, yeah. Uh, if this podcast actually gets out before the event, which is um, not that far away now, just no, it's only a few weeks away now. Yeah, we're at if the we end do... of July. It's on the twenty sixth of August at the Foundry in Brecon. We are would, live streaming it on YouTube. Yes, you're live streaming it. Yes, it's my job. Yes, I do the live streaming. <laughs> yeah, I'll push the buttons. In 4K. Um, in well, no, 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 no. We record no, 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 it in 4K, <laughs> but you can't stream in 4K on YouTube. I know, yet. but people like to hear that, don't they? 4K. Wow, yeah, 4K. Everything gets recorded in 4K, and later we'll put it up on Patreon, um, and on YouTube for 4K. I mean, not to blow our own trumpet or anything, but we're probably the only people in the Wales or UK, probably Wales, that are only doing that as well. It's quite possible. There's probably a few Even more. Even that there's it. 8 billion humans, I find it unlikely that None. we're the only ones. I did say Wales. There's not 8 billion people in Wales. For those no. listening, there really isn't 8 billion people in Wales. No, How do I know this? What is the population I, I Googled it. It's 5 million, isn't it? <laughs> Quick, find out. Tell the tell the viewers. I don't know. It's what? um, there's a lot. You can you can't keep track of every individual on the planet, even if you do a census. There's somebody born they can every day. Follow them and track their all the physical locations. Don't Google's you dare! Don't you Google's dare go down Don't you even dare suggest people. They no, do it to the... dogs and cats. So what? I bet the dogs and cats don't even have a say. If they could speak, I bet they'd be like, "Listen, mate, get that thing out of my neck, or I'm gonna bite your arm off." <laughs> They just started looking as if to go, what are you doing to me? Yeah. Is this good? It's bad, man. That's the first stage. But that's, again, that's another podcast. Hey, you yeah, know, well, microchips, microchips used to be embedded just so that you could identify the number for the animal that was linked to their uh, identity records in the databases. Now, yes. those microchips are capable 
of transmission. Track. So you can actually have like a personal tracker embedded in your skin. It's well, awesome. Absolutely fucking awesome, isn't it? The, the, the shit the Chinese have come up with is amazing. Let's let's just, just put this out there for a minute, right? The tech the technology that we are pushing is amazing. It really is amazing. And some of the but things do it can we do. Need it? A <laughs> do we need it? And B, who the hell is controlling it? Again, billionaires, millionaires that are controlling this. Um and this is when people go, oh, it's evil. It's like, no, 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 no. It's the hands that these things are in is the problem. So if you've got a good person with good tech, could do good things. And there's lots and lots of examples of people that have had wonderful technology. Yeah, there's another one we can really talk about on the mainstream show. And that's cannabis and hemp. You know, well, let's uh, talk about it on a show. Yeah. We'll do a whole show just on cannabis we, and hemp. We will. You're like some kind of hemp god you're like you're like oh well done you've just stereotypically stereotype me because well I did propaganda. That's you did propaganda stuff. everyone's gonna look at me now and go yeah yeah he looks like a pothead look at his hair and his beard i don't but smoke you don't spot any you don't smoke no, any but i don't smoke do, any but you you like to relax in it it's a nice fabric well it would be if it was a bit cheaper it is pricey i do have a belt actually um it's not on hand um the belt is made of hemp that's been dyed so it's um, black the only downside with it is the buckle it keeps slipping so the belt just unfolds like it's something i've got to amend but it's great because it's hemp is so durable and uh yeah we're going to do an entire podcast show on hemp because it's an absolute amazing it is like hemp do you know do you know any um hemp experts some i'm a hemp expert I, i've got two books on them You're i've done a, a huge amount of oh, okay i'm the hemp expert okay because i was thinking maybe you want to invite someone who's like a university professor to, who does we don't, research on we're not going to use the word expert i can't stand that word right when somebody goes experts say and it's like who are these experts yeah i know i could be an expert yeah, it's can. like we're just two people having a chat about something. So when we do talk about hemp, it'll be two guys discussing what they know about hemp or rather not. than, oh, we should, you should have an expert on your show. It's like, no, we don't have experts and things like that. We're just no, going to talk about it. We do have artists to talk about what they make on our show. Sure. Today. And they're going to be very good um, at it and talking about it because of our first hand experience. We're just going to talk about it. If people want to leave the comments on the show on the Spotify um, uh, page, then they can do that. And if we're wrong, we're wrong. Yeah, it's it's not right. about being right or wrong. We just want to talk about it. And we'll talk about what we know. And then let the world decide. So I really don't care. You know, if there's a particular subject that we're going to talk about that we need some background information on, then we will do that. But uh, I just want to come on and talk about my experiences about something. And that's what we'll do. A part of the show will go out on the usual socials, YouTube, a YouTube channel, which uh, Mr. Unforgivable uh, Keith is going to put across the screen on the ticker. Could you please display the banner on the screen, please, for the viewers that are watching? Uh, for those that are not watching and listening, you can catch us at Smashy Swan. Uh, we, um, it is www.smashyswan.com. 
Um, from there, you can find us or our link tree one, which will be again the link tree, Smashy Swan. Uh, everything about everything that we do um, is on our link tree, including the website, which I just gave you. And obviously, you can see everything on the ticker there. So, yeah, just check us out. Probably the best one to do is the link tree. Everything that we do is on Linktree. Um, and I, in fact, I think Linktree is really, really good that you can have everything linked to one click. Everything's on there. So all our podcasts, our website, everything on there. Check us out. Uh, we're going to conclude uh, today's show. Just so by the way, just so people know. So you know. Linktree is the same tag as Smashy Swan. So yes. linktree.com forward slash Smashy Swan. Smashy Swan, yeah. It's pretty good. Most people have a good um, good idea with um, Linktree. Um, great tool I've just got in, uh, into, actually, because I think, well, that's just one site with everything on it. That's kind of what you need, really, isn't it? Makes everything a little bit um, easier. So, yeah, so we're going to conclude today's show. We really hope that you enjoy today's show. I've been your host, Adam West, of Wizard of Rock, and with me, Mr. Morton Keat, the unforgivable. Uh, and we hope that you join us on future shows where we, we talk serious. We also talk unserious and we have a bit of a laugh at the same time we talk all things about the world spirituality um and everything that we're involved with music bands artists and small businesses and if it's something that you'd like to gravitate towards click on the link subscribe and follow us and we'll catch you soon Yeah.